and welcome to the Brighton Pub Odyssey, a podcast where three of this generation's leading thinkers set sail upon the good ship pub to have three pints in three of Brighton's boozers and contemplate some of life's big questions, like edible beer mats, will they ever catch on? What's happened to all the scampy fries? And how much plump punch would a publican pump if a publican could pump punch? Why are we doing this? Well, as Socrates once said, the unexamined pub is a pub not worth drinking in. I'm Daniel McLean, and here with me to test this hypothesis is the Plato of Pints, Mr. Paddy Cole. Ahoy! And the Aristotle of Ales, Mr. Adrian Peel. Hello. Hello. So what do you reckon? Edible beer mats? I uh, think it's amazing you did that in one take. That was the first <laughs> take you did. Yeah, that was pretty good. That sir. was very good. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I have practiced the plum punch thing a few times. <laughs> and it, it took me a while to, 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 uh, to get it right. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon? Would you would you have an edible beer mat? No, I think it would it would soak up drippings. So it'd be that could be quite nice. Couldn't I it? imagine it'll taste like a communion wafer soaked in stale beer. So no. Mmm. Mmm. It's yeah, a good like point. A beery Rivita cracker. It's a gross concept. And also, like, there's something about the underside of a beer. How many surfaces has that skidded across and touched as it's being handed over to you? And it, they often put it on the, the 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 damp mat on the bar. Well, those would be edible too, wouldn't they? <laughs> they would just be like bar snacks. Peel of it off. But they, yeah, and I guess it, it, I'd be more concerned about it being on the table, right, than it touching the underside of the glass. Because another side of it is going to be sitting on a a relatively dirty table before you yeah. eat it. Yeah. That people have been sneezing on all day. Um, if it was a pancake, if if I was a few points in and it was a pancake, I I I'd have a nibble. What if it came on a plate? <laughs> it was a plate with a <laughs> with an edible beer mat, and then you put your drink on top of that, and um, afterwards you then you then eat it. Yeah, but then I think the 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 unique nature of it being an edible beer mat is completely removed then it's just then it's a dish that it's you've a pint on a put plate. your pint in <laughs> you might as well just stick it in the middle of a load of spaghetti bolognese yeah. just on yeah, exactly. the table would yeah. you eat a tikka masala if you'd squashed your ale <laughs> just, just yeah I'd still eat it but I wouldn't I'd rather they didn't put my ale on it yeah. <laughs> here you go sir yeah, if every single that's the only way they could serve drinks was it had to be served in some kind of dish. It'd be like, oh, I'll have a I'll have a cobra in a French onion soup, please. It sounds like a weird like COVID lockdown loophole where it's like if you push a pint into a casserole, you're allowed to have as many as you like. What would be the best thing? Like, I think a Yorkshire pudding would kind of be the best thing because it's like not going to sort of gunk up the glass too much. It's, it's actually relatively easy to carry. Cheesecake, I reckon. Nice, heavy New York cheesecake. Yeah. Volovant. Be quite satisfying to press it down into the, the dense cheesecake. Volovant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that works. Volivon, balanced on like a number of volivons. 
Because they're quite small, aren't they, Volivons? Massive, massive. You can have a giant Volivon. I've had a giant Volivon before. Really? Are they? Is a Volivon a uniform thing? Is it like a? Isn't it like saying, "Put him on a snack"? Hmm. Is it not just a generic word? No, no. It's a, no, it's a bit like a very is, small is, Yorkshire pudding in a way. Is yeah, it really? That's, it's well, it's that's a puff pastry, puff puff pastry container. Um, although in Belgium, a volavant is associated with that, like chicken, that like chicken pie casserole stuff, mm-hmm. where it's like creamy chicken with mushroom, and you can actually have it without the volavant. So you can say volavant, and it refers to the everything but the volavant. It's very confusing. Well, you'd want it in something cold though, because otherwise it would heat. Oh, it's obviously air. it's a it's a basket of chips, isn't it? It's a basket of chips. That's hot though. That's fine though, just put my beer in up. If I've got to have something. Any food can be cold if you wait. Crisps. Obviously, by that time, the bowl of crisps. Uh, crisps and popcorn. Bowl of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a load of nachos <laughs> around it. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, this week we were in. We, this week we were at the North Lanes of Brighton. And it was a, a very fun journey. However, fucking another, another fucking stowaway sneaked on board the ship. Adrian, yeah, we need security's been lax. We need to pull the plank behind us as soon as we get on board that ship. We need to whip it away from the harbour because people keep creeping on board. They're finding ever more ingenious ways. I mean, we need to check in barrels. We need to. We need someone. Basically, we need like a, a, a PA, a dog's body, someone that will just come on and do a routine check of the entire ship before we set sail. But yeah, it's it costs, doesn't it? But does it cost as much as uh, some scoundrel nipping on board and, and pilfering half of our supplies? Fantastic chat, though. It's good. It's good for the good for the. Uh, They're always fun. You always get to chat to them. We should just invite them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking I'm pro, pro uh, scavenger. Pro stow. Pro stow, are we? Uh, yeah, well, it was a, it was a good friend of ours, um, Gwilym Papa G. Jones. Uh, yeah, and uh, he he told us a merry few tales of the Dorset pub, which was one of the places we went to. We went also to the French Horn, and to the three jolly butchers. I think we should we should be honest that for the first time since the first episode we did do an intermediary pub that was non-broadcast. A non an unbroadcastable pub. It was sort of like too hot to handle content. Yeah, it was a good one. Well, it's just like when two pubs are too far apart, we feel the need to have a stop off to quench our desert thirsts during the long voyage. And we are you holding your hands up right now? Yeah, I'm holding my hands up. I'm holding my hands up. That's that's largely down to my mapping of the pubs on our <laughs> Excel sheet, which left quite a large gap uh, between Seven Dials and Three Jolly Butchers. It's like they... putting Hampstead Heath and Brixton in the same region of London. It's insane. But it it had. <laughs> I'm not sure it's quite that bad, but, uh, but yeah, it's it was a bit of a jaunt, wasn't it? And it was fucking freezing. It was a cold one. Cut glass, they could. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
We <laughs> even tested that in that middle pub, didn't we? Yes, so the, the conversation's a, a touch more raucous, I would say. Yeah, we had a very lively atmosphere, didn't we? I think with four people, it is always uh, a bit more, uh, a bit madder. But, um, but yeah, it was great fun. Yes, anyway, we, we hope you enjoy the podcast. And um, if you do want to get in touch with us, should I say that in the intro and the outro? Or is that a bit, is that a bit, a bit cloying? People bit might desperate. want to email while they're listening, especially if these are two fucking hours long. Yes, that's true. That's true. It is. It, well, we don't know how long this one's going to be, but just we can bit. pepper the whole thing like every twenty-five minutes. Please, yeah. If you've been bothered by anything you've heard in the last ten minutes, um, contact pod at brightonpubodyssey.com. All the usual spellings there. Um, so enjoy the podcast. Pints ahoy! Pints ho! Tally ho! French horn. Le coeur francais. Did you, you know, we, we noticed the other day that, the, that those ale barrels had gone down and we were short on supplies. Uh-huh. Guess what I just found in a bloody empty ale barrel? Not again. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Another stowaway. We need to ramp up security. <laughs> we really need to tighten. And you should see, look at him. Stinking a rat's piss, <laughs> <laughs> covered in rat shit, but drunk as a skunk. Yeah, standard. It's Gwilym Jones. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. If I'd have known there would be skits involved, I would never have, uh, <laughs> or never would have climbed aboard. <laughs> here we are. This one's got piff. <laughs> Do we throw him overboard now, or, or see what he's got to provide? Yo ho ho. <laughs> I think we stop in a few harbours and then make our minds up. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so as well. So we're stowing away with us Gwillem Papa G. Jones to give him his full title. Full deserves. One of the great pubsmen, I would say, <laughs> in the world, if anything. Certainly rekindled my love for the pub when yes. it had dwindled somewhat. I'll take credit for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what's the difference between a pubsman and a seasoned alcoholic? Will? Uh, banter. Uh, and I think uh, the venue. Hmm. An alcoholic <laughs> can be anywhere. Yeah, you can't be a pubsman uh, at home. Right. That's, that's you, a shut-in. You can believe you're a pubsman sitting on a park bench <laughs> drinking wine, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but you're not a you're pubsman. Not pubsman. You're not a, this pubsman. is a public bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I'm a pubsman. Yeah. I'm a man of the public. I'm a public drinker, if that's what you mean. <laughs> it's like the difference between a taxi driver and someone who drives a car. Yeah, and picks up people. And picks up people. And demands money. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes you a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> pick people up against their will and then demand money to let them go. There's a word for that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah.
Yes. But there's also a difference between a pubsman and a pub boar, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a fine line. There's a fine line to dread. Yeah. Uh, Do you think making a podcast about pubs crosses that line? Oh, that makes you boring in a different way. Yeah. But not a pub boar. Yeah, not a pub boar. A pub boar yeah. is someone that goes to the bar, sits by themselves, <clears throat> gets involved in other people's conversations, sometimes in a leery way. That guy that we met once. The um, anti-Semitic chap. The anti-Semitic yeah. guy. What uh, happened? We were just uh, having a casual pre-quiz well, drink. Well, I was waiting for Gwillem outside a pub. And this fella, I was having a cigarette outside, and he goes, do you mind if I sit down here and join you? Yeah, no problem. We weren't chatting, and then Gwilym came and joined me, and me and Gwilym were chatting, and this guy, you know, inserts himself into our conversation, unbidden. Um, and was, it was like quite nice at first, he was just chatting about the local area, and then just dropped in like a, oh, I won't do his accent, let's not. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, which which <laughs> accent was it? It was Irish. Um, but he started talking about the area around the Prince. Uh, what's the swimming pool? Prince Regent. No, 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 no. The King King Alfred. The King Alfred swimming pool. And he's like, oh, there's been a lot of uh, development in that area, and a lot of uh, a lot of fuss from the local Jews. It's like, oh, oh God. Okay. okay. Did you immediately just leave? Yeah, we went inside. We didn't. Prince. We didn't make enough of a huffy protest as we could have done. But sometimes you're just um, you're just not. You're not going to change that pub was mine. You just, so you just cut your away. losses and yeah. go and yeah. quiz We're away. Like, oh, well, we've, uh, I think the, the quiz. Oh, I think the quiz is starting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll be <laughs> well, back. Bye. Mm. What would have happened if you said, "Well, actually, we raised a few complaints, and we are local Jews ourselves." <laughs> That would, that's the thing. That's what I want to do in those situations. But I think claiming an ethnicity you don't have in order to, to make it, like you should argue with them without having to claim right, offense right, right. because you're that thing. Sure. Like what you said is shit because of what you said rather than because it offends yeah, my yeah. ethnicity personally. That's a good point. It's less funny, but it's good. It's less funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can have some serious points. Um, Okay, that's good. I think uh, just to we ask all our stowaways this. Go on. Um, <laughs> all of them. All of the stowaways we've had. Exactly. Uh, what barnacles your oyster? What barnacles my oyster? And by that we mean what's your pub peeve? Something about pubs mm. that irritates you. Is that what barnacling your oyster means? Yes. Do, so oysters are they annoyed by barnacles? They hate them. Famously irritating. Famously. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Also, they're harder to grip as well if you're, if you're an oyster covered and you're in covered in barnacles. It's a nightmare. Um, all right, music, uh, and I don't mean uh, choice of music. I'm very open-minded as right. to that. Mm. Uh, but either um, the volume of the music has to match the vibe of what's going on. If it's too loud, and you can't, and you've got a pub where it's designed for people to sit around a table and talk, and they can't talk. That's infuriating. Absolutely. Likewise, if it's uh, just quiet enough that you can't even hear what song it is, it may as well be turned off. You need to increase the volume or decrease the volume mm. according to the mm. mood. That's true. Your, your, your first point, I think most people would agree with, but the second point about it being too quiet, you get glimmers. And you're like, oh, do I know this song? And everyone's like, <laughs> to me, yeah, it's infuriating. It's really I think it's years of uh, 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 tinnitus or something, but... <laughs> I think I like things to be a bit loud, but not loud enough that I can't hear it. Yeah. You like it when it's one long tone, just... 
<laughs> and who is it usually? Is it usually the bar person that's responsible for the music? Do they get they like a Spotify playlist usually, don't they? That's yeah. uh, these, sort of these days, derived by the management? Or? These days, they just have a Spotify account and they can just say, choose one song and press radio. Yeah, yeah. It's quite used to have that in sure. at all. Everywhere I play good music, it's not even. Just go to that place, they play. Just like it the volume. It's just the volume mm. infuriates me. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There'll often be a, a special little knob underneath the bar. Isn't Is there really? Yeah. Is that, that you couple? helping yourself to the drinks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a little knob behind the bar helping yourself <laughs> to the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. No, a couple of pubs I've worked in, some places I've worked in in the past, is just the stereo in the corner when you do that. But a couple of places there's been a specially wired knob, like, almost like a panic switch, and it's under the tilt. And it turns the volume down, or not? Yep. Down. Okay, right, interesting. The, um, the, the George, they, every time I go in there, it's like they've taken my Spotify playlist. It's <laughs> just like great. my music every single time. That's brilliant. It. Really good, yeah. Yeah. So, last question for you. You've lived in Brighton how many years? Um, since two, uh, this would be my 20th year, but I've had a few missing, wow, really? missing years. Yeah, this would be my 20th anniversary. Oh, wow. What are you doing for it? Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe going on a little tour of all the places I've lived and shitting in their garden. <laughs> <laughs> to get revenge on all those, all those nasty landlords you had before you, you bought a house. Flat. So you've been Flatter. here since Flatter. I turned 13. Yep. You've been in Brighton by the amount of time I've I'm going to do wanking. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take long. <laughs> yeah, I consider myself not, you can't consider yourself a Brightonian because I think that would annoy Brightonians, but more Brighton. No, we'll have you, we'll have you. More Brighton yes, than I am Bristolian at this point, which is yeah. where I grew yeah. up. Not a huge difference between the two. Really? No, they're the same city. Party, party <laughs> hippies, liberal mm. leaning. Yeah. And there's going to be people sitting at home, like ruminating on this. So I just want to, just want to. Well, it, it's still a riddle to me. But uh, Gwillem Jones, literally no Welsh heritage whatsoever. <laughs> that I, I, my parents are very lazy in tracing any heritage or, or informing about that stuff. But as far as I know, no. Mm. Uh, my dad is. Bristolian, and my mother is uh, northern. <laughs> Lancashire, I want to say, but I couldn't. I wouldn't bet on that. Um, and yeah, I did live in Wales when I was very, very young for a few years. But I wasn't born there. We moved there for my dad's work for about three years, and then left. Mm. Okay, long enough to pick up an accent to get bullied in Bristol. Oh, no, really? Yeah. So you were well, called Gwilym Jones and you had a Welsh accent, yes. but you were not Welsh in any not way at Welsh. all. Well, that shows what rich country this is, that yes. people can adopt the culture of a local area. I, I did ask my dad once why he had called me such a Welsh name, given that he wasn't Welsh, and he said, I thought people would call you Bill. <laughs> Wait, he, he wanted you to be called Bill. He, he just said, I thought people would call you Bill. But I don't want to call you Bill. Yeah. I want to call you Bill, but what, how, how, how could I... I want my son to be called Bill. I don't want to call him Bill, so Gwil. Hey, Gwilym. Makes sense, yeah, Gwilym. Yeah. Yeah. Not one yeah. single person has ever 
caused me, Bill, and I would mm. hate it if they were to start. Mm. What about Gil? You call yourself William, though, when you book places. No, I call myself Oh, which right. is my middle. I don't want to dox myself up here. <laughs> yeah. To all of your listeners. Yeah, maybe so where do you live exactly? Why was When you book places, when you book a hotel, if you I don't use a, your own name because a, you don't want uh, it to recognise. The days we used to phone up for a taxi, uh, because I'd always have to spell my oh, name. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some places. I remember I phoned up once and they just didn't believe that that was a name and they hung up on me. <laughs> just, if I just say, my, same if I go to Starbucks, if I just mumble. They Martin, thought you were doing a boss. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is there a Gwillem Jones in the place? A Gwillem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you all have basic name privilege. You don't understand. Well, you don't understand what it's like, man. Well, hold on, hold on. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian, Adrian is yeah. an edge. That's for the edge. No, you've all got edges. But, but, I get. Um, I, I literally did a job interview with someone a couple of weeks ago, and at the end of the interview, they were like, "Sorry, before we finish, um, so are you Irish?" <laughs> I get that. A lot. It is a very Irish name. Yeah. yeah. Does like... it say Paddy on your birth certificate or Patrick? Patrick. Are you dis are the, do you get people disappointed when you tell them you're not or you're not? Well, I am. I do have Irish nationality. Do, now, but do you so claim to be Irish? Is that not? No, no. It's still no, I don't claim to be Irish. That would be obnoxious. But no. I am of Irish heritage. Oh. Yeah. So, anyone called you Pat? My family. Oh, Everyone okay. in my family. Okay. Yeah, still to this day. Mm. Yeah, despite the fact that I don't call myself that. <laughs> we'll sign off messages, and <laughs> I refuse. I don't like it. No, no I don't like. That. I don't want one. to be synonymous with cowdits. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Paddy's soft, round, friendly. Mm. Although, since watching the Banshees of Inner Sharon, I'd like to be called Porrig from now on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm into that. But we could do that. Yeah. I won't. Yeah, might, not we'll do that that <laughs> might not help with Starbucks. Might not help with Starbucks. P-A-D-R-A-I-G. We we have porridge. <laughs> yeah, that's a 1940s sketch, isn't there? <laughs> I will. Well, just pop the pop the cat of nine tails away. He can stay for the time being. We'll give um, him two tails. We'll give him two tails. We don't need to whip out all nine just yet. Where are we? We're pop. in the French Army. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> On a very very cold garden that looks yeah big. like like somewhere that someone's led into in a in a movie like a, like a spy movie. I have been caught. Can you call it a garden? Out into a, a grim forecourt. Can you call it a garden if there's Damn. one plant <laughs> and it's all on the lights? There's trelli, there's trelli. I think, yes, I think there's a lovely garden. More importantly, I think, can you call it a North Lane pub if it's nowhere near North Lane? <laughs> well, <laughs> does anyone know what this area actually is? Seven Dials, mate. It's just that. Yeah. No, but this area, this segment, if you go from. This is going to get really boring because I'm going to start saying road names again. This bit was boring. Anyway, we're in uh, the French Horn, which is near Seven Dials, and it is a French-inspired... Very cheesy place. Well, more Swiss, I suppose, because they do raclette. Yeah, it smells of cheese and wet dog, which... That's as Swiss as you get. <laughs> I had a big <laughs> whiff of uh, fish sauce at the bar. Really? And I thought, oh, I'm in a pub and they do Thai food. And then I realised, oh, no, it's a raclette place. And yeah. why does it smell like fish it's sauce? It's very I've never seen Swiss-Vietnamese fusion. That's, a, yeah. that's an <laughs> underexplored 
cuisine genre. <laughs> yes. Well, they both have hot. I mean, fondue is a kind of hot pot, cheese-based. Fondue hot and pot. fur is basically the same thing, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, noodles or sticks. Yeah. Um, what's the fried potato thing from Switzerland? Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. That's like. Uh, that's like one of those pancakes. Bunchar? You know, you those, those uh, Chinese pancakes. Oh. like the Korean pancakes. So yeah, 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 yeah. A bit like that. No, let's not try and make Switzerland Vietnamese. <laughs> Fusion? We're creating a whole new thing. <laughs> Both famous for their lack of war. Totally <laughs> neutral. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's... Uh, we're all on various drinks. They've got an okay selection. It's not bad. I'd say it's kind of the... There's no Skaggs pubs really anymore, are there? Skaggs? You know Skaggs? Oh, yeah, yeah, the basic setup. Stella... The... Oh, flat roof pubs. No, it's like the... the, the, the it's about their selection. That Stella, Stella, Cronenberg. Stella, Cronenberg, Amstel, Guinness... Um, Strongbow. Strongbow. Mm -hmm. Skaggs pubs. So it's when you've just got those five on. I think there's many Skaggs pubs. Are there? But this is fast becoming the new Skaggs, which is Moretti... Neck oil, Guinness, Aspels, and like a one pump, and one pump, yeah, yeah. I'd say this is this is the modern day Skags. Mm. What's the acronym? <laughs> N M. Should have worked this out when I was inside. Um, it's but a classic yeah. night on the pool as well, isn't it? A Guinness, an Amstel, mm. a cider, yeah, a beer, and one pump. <laughs> one solo pump when, you, when you've gone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fails yeah, yeah. miserably. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm on a neck oil grills on a Moretti. Paddy's on a best. best. Cheap and cheerful, Paddy. Sussex best from Harvey Brewery. Absolutely delicious. Very reliable. Agents on a gamma ray. I love it. Um, what's your first impressions of the pub? I, can't, I don't mind it. It's just one room. It's fucking shit Really? No, it's lovely. It's nice. The smell, the smell, <laughs> the smell when walking in, fine. But the smell when coming out from the toilets, as I mentioned before, is is mm -hmm. it's a heady cocktail of um, canine and casine. What's the adjective for cheese? Cheesy. Cheesy. Uh, <laughs> the soggy. Fromagian. Fromagian. <laughs> ah, the fromagian odor. The soggy humid cheese when you walk in for me is overpowering. But also not unpleasant. I've never eaten here. I would come back and have mm. a bit of raclette. I've never even tried it. Yeah, I'm tempted to go. I've heard good things about the raclette. Actually, yeah. inside it is very nice. It's nice and dimly lit. It's quite cosy. Cozy. It is cosy. Uh, I have um, drunk opposite here many times. Mm. I've never, ever come on the cow. In the cow. In the cow, yeah. Mm. Cow uh, is overrated. No, I rate it appropriately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never come here and... Uh, yeah, even in the area, I've never, never come here. But, mm. you know. No, I know, I've always seen it, and I, and I always thought it was going to be worse than this, to be honest. Like, yeah. I actually didn't think it would be quite as welcoming, whereas I came in, <clears throat> there's locals sitting at the bar, yeah. and it's yeah. quite a chilled vibe, nicely lit, music's not too loud, they've got games in the corner, mm. they've got, like, some interesting food with a bit of a point of difference. Mm -hmm. This would be a very nice local. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's the coziest local local. around here, actually. Mm. Like, there's the Good Companion, which is a massive big it's fun big. pub. Uh, there's the Cow, which is more of a party drinking place. Mm -hmm. And there's the Dyke up the road, which is just shit. 
that gentrified right. bullshit. Mm. But this place is like, yeah, they've got board games. It's cozy. They're friendly behind the like mm. like more friendly behind the bar. Yeah, I would say this is possibly one of the. I mean, Brighton all has been. Brighton was already gentrified before gentrified. This is one of the best clubs I've ever been in. But I think Seven Dials was kind of almost the, I don't know, the epitome of of gentrification Mm. before other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there was a tin drum. This was still, yeah, when there was a tin drum up here, um, there's uh, an incredibly wanky cocktail party. Mm. Um, Just a prohibition um, bar. Yeah. Yeah. Does it exclusively play fella cootie and serve hummus oh it, it's exclusively inaccessible jazz to uh hand nights so let's learn a little bit about the the area and the pub itself so like i say this is the west hill conservation area um which what are they um, conserving so there's a the few like, listed buildings around here mansions <laughs> Yeah, there's a load of mansions, there's loads of villas around here. Okay. It's really lo- like designed in like the late 1800s. So mainly, if you go back to the 1700s, this literally wasn't here. Mm-hmm. There was just a huge field oh. ran from basically. Well, there was just fields all the way to the north from here, mm-hmm. Seven Dars, going down to basically Churchill Square from here along Dyke Road. Just oh, it's a similar story, it? was isn't just it? a big but field. Like, just, it seems to be a lot of the pubs that, if we go back to the 800s, it was, it's all fields. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you go back to like the late 1700s, you've just got that tiny no, bit. Yeah. With, uh, one flint wall. Yeah, I mentioned exactly. it before, but it was just pubs and fields. Yeah, yeah, fields. Yeah, and flint walls. Absolute paradise. <laughs> but it started to be developed around the 1840s. Why then, in particular? Needs more houses. Uh, Charles Darwin's theory of evolution. Made people realize that they needed more housing mm. because they, just, they were going to they continue They wanted stuff to, to develop. Right. Is it, it's okay. yeah. is it see, because of the hill and the smells of the industry? Oh, it's a good idea. It's not no- an idea. It's it's true. Okay, right. I see. This is the disruptor. It's a fact. What, wind, what's the fact? Because the wind blows towards uh, Hanover, right? mm. and the factories that used to be in the valley between the two, uh, all the industrial smog would be blown into the valleys, into Hanover, the oh, cheaper right. side of town. Right, right, right. And this Clifton and Westview, this hill, wouldn't have. The, the smog plane. Mm-hmm. Was it like Edinburgh? Yes, was it designed that way to funnel yeah, the wind? That's why the posher buildings are on this side of the hill, mm. and the cheap houses were on mm. that side. Of the right. Hill. Yet something within the West Hill Conservation Area was built. A train factory. station. So it's, it's always fucking train. Nailed it. Fields and then train stations. Train yeah, station is within the West Hill area. Was built in. 1841 started running around 1841 suddenly all this area up this hill they started expanding out building building all through the late 1800s into kind of the 1900s (laughs) (laughs) and the smog the smog smog. thing was a big issue i'm gonna i'm gonna say something Okay, sorry. I don't know why i always laugh when i say i'm gonna say something (laughs) i don't know why you said you're gonna say something (laughs) <laughs> so that's what making me laugh. It just sounded like a ridiculous thing. So, I'm going to say something in French, and I want you to guess what oh, I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. So, je suis très excité par l'air de ces pubs. 
Okay. I, I like... very much want to leave this pub. Yeah. <laughs> what part do you think meant leave? Exit. Sounds like. Oh, like exit. Oh, I touched you. Are leading us astray? Um, what did you think it was? I touched myself. <laughs> You're close. In the pub. I'm very excited about the history of this pub. Right, Paddy, as our, as our resident francophile. Say it again. Je suis très. Oh, I am very. I'm very. Excité. Excited. Parler. For the. Speaking. The okay. De ce pub. Right, I'm excited to talk, to yeah, talk about it. the pub. You well, you're all wrong. <laughs> okay. Je suis excité. It's like I'm, I'm aroused. It means yeah. I'm, I'm horny. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was wondering. If, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, so, thought, I thought you meant like sexually excited. Mm, yeah. What other horny is Oh, there? is that what you were thinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not just, yeah. just generally well, it's excited. It's the same in Spanish. Mm. It's a false friend. Anyway. It's a on. false friend. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's the point of the sentence. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought you were quoting. <laughs> no, I wrote the thing. Oh, you wrote yeah, it. I wrote okay. that. It. Well, no, I looked up what is... Horny in French, mm. because it's the French Oh, it's the French horn! Right? It's the French horn. Oh, got it there. So, so it's how you say horny in French. Right. Is, I'm, excité. I'm aroused to talk about this part. Yes. Yeah. Payoff is not worth the... <laughs> well, it would have if you were a bit more on the ball. Come no. on, associate. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Mostly. <laughs> is that why this table's tilted? <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Back on also, <laughs> other ways to say I'm horny in French. Um, j'ai la bouffe. <laughs> <laughs> I am beef. I have the beef. <laughs> oh, j'ai as I have, right, yeah. right, right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've realised the j'ai je suis thing is where a lot of mistakes that happen. So, like, j'ai chaud. J'ai un baguette. Means I'm, I'm hot. hot. Yeah. I have heat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Je suis chaud is I'm horny. Same mm. in Spanish. Is it really? Mm. I don't say that like all of us know. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying Okay, right. And uh, this one, more less less ambiguous. Je suis libidino. Like okay. libidino. Libidino. Je suis, I, like libidinous. Do you know the word libidinous? Oh, libidino. Just libidino. Not le. Libidino, no, no, no libidino. libidino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Mm. Spelt with an E and A, a U oh, and like an X at the end. Some kind of scat which is I am libide. <laughs> I'm your B day. I am. <laughs> Let me spit up your ass crack. Anyway, this place was established in 1852. After the trains. After the trains, mm. yeah, exactly. Uh, it was knocked down and rebuilt in 1934. Here it is around 1900. Looks the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Pretty much exactly the yeah, same. The crown. No, 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 it's called the Compton. Did I not say the Crown? No. It says the Compton. Yeah. So its names were the Compton Arms, is how it started as. Um, then the Rat and Trumpet. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a good name. I should have kept that. Like a little like a horn mm. theme yeah. going on. Like a French musician. And that was, a bizarre, that was one of the ways they used to play in the past, didn't they? They didn't have those um, mufflers for the trumpets. They just had rats. They just and had everything. rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dead yeah, rat yeah. that they They didn't have musicians. The, uh... It was just rats. <laughs> <laughs> or was it like ratatouille? Human lips were initially too was, big it, to play the trumpet. It was reverse ratatouille. What uh, a man pulling a rat's hair to yeah. make it play a trumpet. Exactly. Mm. What happens in ratatouille? 
A rat pulls a man's hair to make a man. He doesn't know. A rat, no yeah, a rat he pulls a man's food. hair to make ratatouille. Oh, to, to, to control it to, to make yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the chef. Not have you not seen Ratatouille? I've seen it, I've seen it. For not it years ago. Basic I mean, research ago, for this no. podcast, you have to watch Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most French thing ever. <laughs> yeah. um, so the rat and trumpet, Fogs. The Fogs. Was another name. Fogs. F O G S. Oh, right. I thought F O G S. That sounds like a sort of mm. early 2000s indie band. Mm. Fogs. It's <laughs> yeah. a great name for a band, actually. <laughs> And the couch was the next name. That's right. Good, yeah. Not like the coach. No. That's not, I mean, I know you know how the, to pronounce it. <laughs> the couch and houses. Uh, so it became the French Horn in 2013. So this is its, uh, its decadery, its 10 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. Is there a word for that? Decenary. Decenary. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. The French horn is the most beautiful sounding of all brass well, don't, instruments. Don't jump say. in. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I take no, it no, back. That's, that's a good lead. That's, that's, yeah, that's a nice segue. Take it back. Beautiful... No, no, don't well, take, take it, it back. back. Say it again. <laughs> I fucking hate the sound of the French horn. <laughs> it's horrible. No, it's the really? most... Um, it's got a combination of being like very clear, but also very mm. soft. And Second nice. only to the corn anglais, of course. What does British the corn anglais look like? <laughs> I think of just that better, as being like an oboe. No, it's like, so like a... Yeah, it's a bit oboe-esque. What does it look like, the corn anglais? Is it like an oboe? I thought that it was like a twisty one. Is it a twisty one? Ah, okay. But I'm not sure. What's a sack butt? <laughs> you know what it is. Scuttlebutt. Sackbutt. Scuttlebutt. Sackbutt. But yeah, the French horn is, um, it has like a very, it's like piercing, but not piercing in a jarring kind of sawtooth way. It's got a very soft, well, it's got a lot of They play it backwards, don't they, behind them it, to do that. So in a, in that's, a, what, that's why it sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, I think so, because it's played like this, so it's always pointing away from the microphone, I believe. Right. Um, maybe there might be something mm. in that. Yeah, I mean that's what I read. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Um, it's said it's like in in um, orchestras they intentionally play it that direction so it's softer, that's why it's so muffled. it doesn't become okay. really piercing in the orchestra. So if you stand behind an orchestra, it's fucking horrible. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> that's all you could hear. Because <laughs> yeah. the French horn is the worst sounding instrument, yeah. so they have to turn it around. <laughs> they have to turn it around. And, oh god, that sounds up. Turn around. <laughs> and you'll notice the violin section always stand behind the horn section, and that that's why they're sort of like they stand. So yeah, they're sitting. They're sitting. <laughs> well, violins the violins the second horns. worst instrument. That's why they hold it away from you. <laughs> yeah, because a cello, beautiful, they face it outwards. Violin. Mm. Keep it away from me. What's the longest instrument? The longest? Bassoon? The contrabassoon. Um, How long is it? It's like three or four <laughs> feet. Really massive. Well, yeah. not, not to pre... But the, the mega bass is longer than that, surely. But is that, you can't say that tall. <laughs> oh, like a double bass? Like no, the mega contra bass. The mega there's bass, only, is Yeah, there's thing? only one in an orchestra anywhere. There's only one in the world. 
in a in a orchestra. What about the colossal bass? <laughs> I, I think this is the biggest. The the biggest. It's the biggest, it's the biggest the fifth instrument. <laughs> and just from pictures, I would guess it's four meters tall. Okay, wow. that's just ridiculous. That's a gimmick, right? It's in a, it's in a functional orchestra somewhere. Do they blow? Know. They blow the bottom note, and everyone just. There's just themselves. one guy like. Really, yeah. Well, the uh, you get different varieties of instruments. So you get like, <laughs> you do. There's a, your single horn. List all of them. Which which nationalities? Double horn, horn, horn. For any of that, you have a Tetra single horn, double horn, and a triple horn. He was way ahead of you there. What? <laughs> your single horn, your double horn, your triple horn. Oh, did you? And your quad horn. Quad horn. Did you actually say? And that? your think or think or horn. <laughs> <laughs> but how long? Right. If you unfurl a double horn, how long do you think it will be? No Twice. idea what double horn is. Does do you know what a French horn is? Yeah. This, There's one oh, behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon it's twice it's, as long as a single horn. Yeah, it's longer <laughs> than a single horn. But is the so French horn like, a single horn? Yeah. Well, no, they can be double versions of it. You can have a double French. Right? You can. You Your can, question you can. was how long is a double horn? If you unfurled it straight. Uh, 30 centimetres. Uh, football pitch. No. No. Is it longer or shorter than if you laid all your nerve out? I think it's shorter. Um, I'm going to say 99 yards. inches. In a yard. Do you want it in London buses? A yard. <laughs> I want it in 10 minutes. A furlong. It is. 6 metres. No. It's. It has breadth. It's 13 feet. Wow. Which is not wow. that impressive. It's a couple of bucks. It's quite impressive initially. That's a bus. 13. Maybe a bus. No. How many feet are the bus? Many, many feet. Yeah, me lengthwise twice isn't a bus, is it? It's a couple of smart cars. It's a couple of smart cars. Definitely. I'd say it's three smart cars if they're parked sideways. They never use smart cars in metal and impressive lengths. No, I just saw his football pitch. Yeah, yeah. That's why you never see smart cars parked outside the Royal Albert Hall, because they're terrible at... Because they always transport French horns right up And then when they get to the orchestra, they That's the freshest sound, is once they're kind of... Yeah, yeah, Freshly curled. So they lose, they lose it, and you've got to unfurl them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a. Uh, so the French horn. And if you blow them too hard, they go. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, what are those things called that kids have at parties? A party. Party. <laughs> party French horn. Yeah, yeah, what are those things called? Like the little snail thing. Oh, no. uh, yeah. A tutor. They tutor. are called something like that, aren't they? No. No. Party streamer, party. Yeah. This is one for the correction section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there must be a word for them. So, French horn, not to be confused with a German horn. In what type of settings are the French horn and German horn typically used? Uh, the German is in a barn dance setting. Okay. And the French one is in a kind of um, lamenting our mm. lost fallen heroes. Right, like used in the last post. Kind of, yeah. Oh. More lamenting. Oh. Okay. I would I would have said like German is uh for like military bands and French horns used in 
Strikes. Symphonic. Oh, <laughs> it's what you use to set fire to a car. In yes, yeah. war, roaring and striking. Yeah. Who's closest? So the French horn is typically played in large group settings due to its versatility and ability to plug many holes, while the German horn is often played solo. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You now you know your I German horns from your French horns. Many times. You've never seen a German playing his horn. Solo. They love a public horn play. They love it. <laughs> the more what? the merrier. I've been to a museum on the history of musical instruments in Berlin and never mm. saw a German horn. Really? So I think you've made the German horn up. I have, for purely comedic <laughs> effects. No, no, I haven't. It does exist. Lies. And there's a Vienna horn, which is also a separate thing. Is that filled with ice cream? <laughs> Vianetta. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not, no, no, we're not finished yet. We're not even close yeah, to finished. Yeah, this always happens in the first part. We think we're done, and Dan's got about ten more points. You can edit it down as you go, though. I know. That's it. <laughs> okay, should we go to the next place? Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next place. Well, yeah. Pubs ahoy. Yes, pubs ahoy. Three Jolly Butchers. Cheers. Cheers. Maybe this should be our... Uh, clink. Clink. Yeah, yeah. We, we never cheers at the pubs we go to. We cheers the other day. And where are we? Oh, Kaplunk. Where have we, we found ourselves? By Musk and Sexton. We're in the... Um, <laughs> is this the Three Jolly Butchers? This is the we Three Jolly in Butchers. The TJBs. Okay. TJ Cube. <laughs> mm. Yes. And I would describe it as um, small, pokey, pokey. Yeah. Pokey little place. It's tight. It's, yeah, it's pokey in here. There's yeah. a pub quiz on. You'll probably hear that in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbearable. <laughs> Three Jolly Butchers, to me, is a pub that is central enough in town, but not exciting enough as a destination mm, to ever mm. be busy yeah so if yeah. there's an event something like pride or something you always meet people yeah. really jolly butchers because you get a table yeah. normally it's an after not workplace it's not a workplace there's something going on it's like out of the way but still central enough to like it's, yeah. it's very much the route not the destination yes it's an on route to somewhere pub in my mind it's, it's a like third going space. somewhere yeah, I used to live. Or, or if the place you're going to is rats, you're like, disgusting. Yeah. It was always kind of a transitional space. Liminal it, space. It was a liminal space. Yeah, it was a liminal space. Subsection yeah. of this is we often get some fish. I've actually never been in it before tonight. I've never been in it yeah, before, yeah. before yeah. now. Before now, when we sharpened the walls out. Yeah. Right. As I just explained, that <laughs> right. I'm just so used to lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I used to. I, I used to go in there on the way out yeah. numerous times. But like, we'd we'd go in. We'd already be hammered because we'd have been drinking at home. We'd go in and just to break up the journey, we'd have one thing. 
and then carry on. Yeah. In, but I would never make it a destination. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a daytime, a daytime pub for me. And I, as I said, when time was very busy before something like Pride or like some summer thing, you'd always know that you could meet someone and have a seat. Um, I was quite disappointed the first time I ever went because the name implies some kind of BT utopia. Yeah. And actually, the menu didn't have loads of portable treats on it, so I was a bit. Which is which is doubly ironic, not only for its name, but also for its much storied history. Mm. Oh, this is going to take for fucking ever. A storied history. <laughs> we got a jingle. <laughs> We did a, li a little a little research about this place, and um, it's called Three Jolly Butchers because this whole street was full of cobblers, boulangeries. No, it was packed with uh, packed with butchers. There, there was butchers on knackers yards, butchai and knackers yards. It was uh, there were slaughterhouses here. There were slaughterhouses. There were butchers. They were they they would take livestock into the into these places. They, I read stories about they were like they were like leading livestock down the streets because you know that wind would carry all the smell across mm. the poor side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can I quote you something from my own research? Oh, oh my god! He's just trying to explain to you. No, you don't need to explain what he's explaining. Just riff on what I said. Adrian, tell us the history of the French Fall. Fisting. Brief summary. No, no, carry on. Go on, Say your fucking pieces. So, because it's in the North Lanes, which we haven't said, we're now in the heart of the North Lanes, pretty much. Meaningless to anyone outside of Brian. Lane. Yeah. Yeah. What's this guy in Ghana no, who's 1% of the listenership in the middle of the Really? Yeah, I think no. so. Still the way right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, there it's were South five... Lane. No, it's <laughs> South Lane, but North Lanes. No, no, it's the North Lane. It's the other way around. It's the North Lane. Oh, so yeah. South Lanes, North Lane, yep. uh, yeah. with... An I and no Right, but it's South Lanes, plural, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Where's the lanes? But it would have been. There were. I don't want to spoil somebody, but there were five lanes. Oh, not spoiling the A North lane, a South lane, an East lane, a West lane, and then another lane. There were like five lanes. There. Another lane? Yeah. What's the other one? So a lane. An up lane. I don't know what the other was, but Brighton had five lanes. Which were open tracts of land at the base Dual of the fields. Dual fields. Dual fields. Oh, there was the one that went to Lutz. And you know when they started developing the lanes? Yeah. They built the train station. Cheers, Glass. Where do the lanes fit in in terms of West Hill Conservation Area? That's obviously in the midst of it, yeah. Right, I'll show you a map. I don't want to see it. Why? I can show you, right. You see, no. Anyway, at that point, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just talking. Like it doesn't take much, does it? <laughs> I didn't mean for it to go like this. 
Adrian, <laughs> uh, can I just say what I initially <laughs> wanted to say? Yeah, and then I'll cut stuff out. Can I just want to say all this in the Dorset? <laughs> <laughs> So we've got what we're experiencing now. We've got to look forward to again in But you can't cut it out of my life, can you? No, you've experienced it now. The the North Lane is basically a slum, and one quote is: "The North Lane section was known mostly for its squalor, abysmal living conditions, and." And high concentration of slaughterhouses. Bango. Right. No bango bongo. I, I know that fact a lot because he literally just told me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just adding to his. I was just supporting him with a quote. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, apparently there is some. Um, so there, there's a building down here which is like an arch, like a green tiled arch. Apparently, they used to just like sling animals down there. Really? Mm. Wow. What, um, what, what does that mean? What does, what does slinging animals mean? And what does arch mean? Mm. Well, it, they, they set up 10 pins. <laughs> and, uh, you put your fingers in the um, bassoon. Right. The, the three horn, holes of an animal. And the. Uh, yeah. You stick. Well, it was in the gut, right, mm. of the uh, of the the pig, whatever mm. it was. Three holes were made. One was the natural, where the umbilical cord. Would Two go. in the treble, one in the bass. Exactly. <laughs> you stubbed them in there, rolled them down, and the louder it squealed, I know it was dead, but they do squeal through the wind whistling mm. through their nostrils and stuff. The uh, Tastier the meat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Um, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> never gone beef slinging? I've never gone beef slinging. Oh, I, have slung, yeah. I have slung so little beef. Well, you know how they had the, the toad in the hole game mm -hmm. in the previous part before that was just beef slinging? So it's like chucking a cow in a ditch. Yeah. It's where the term take it outside came from. Now it's a fighting, but before it was like, okay. what should we do? Well, that toad game's very loud, so take it outside, sling some beef. The Three Dolly Butchers is named after the <laughs> industry that took place in this local area. This is, this is, this is the Kitty Gervais of, of pubs in terms of... Did you say Ricky Gervais? Kitty Gervais. Kitty Gervais. This is the Kitty Gervais of pubs, and when I say of pubs, I mean of pubs that we recorded in of like of of situations. What's the Kitty Gervais? What does Kitty Gervais mean? Kitty Gervais is the the spawning of the concept of the fusion of responsibility. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. The spawning of the concept of diffusion of responsibility. Diffusion. Diffusion of responsibility. of responsibility. So it was in New York in like the 70s. There were these tower blocks um, overlooking some kind of square. And um, there was a, a, a lady called Kitty Gervais who was murdered. Can I just interrupt? Is this genuine? Because yeah, it sounds this, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I know whether to push invest in it, because it does sound really interesting. Is it? Yes, yes, it yes. Okay, yeah, good. it's 100% real. Yeah, now yeah, I'm going to listen yeah, with like yeah, yeah, yeah. ears that are not <laughs> yeah, yeah. expensive jokes. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. So, yeah, 
Katie Gervais, unfortunately, was was, was murdered. She was uh, like mugged, mugged or just attacked or something. But yeah, she 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 suffered an ill fate. Um, and later, the police went around. They they found the police. The body was reported. The police found the body, and they went around all of the overlooking blocks of flats. And it turned out there were like like a lot of witnesses, like lows, like in the in the teens plus. Mm-hmm. And everyone said like, oh yeah, yeah, we heard a scream, we went to the window. And that was the name. What happens? Uh, The fact that everyone assumes that someone else is going to be taking care of it. It's all the bystander effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what, fusion um, of responsibility. What, what, what happened? The police went around to every flat, and um, every witness said, "Oh yeah, I saw her being sliced to pieces." But you know, I thought someone else would call the police. I see. It's yeah. your research. You're describing your research. Yeah. Because the two of you have done fuck off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Paddy and I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do the same thing. You've kitty gervaised it. Yeah, kitty gervaised it. And now a woman is dead <laughs> because of you. And because of the diffusion of responsibility, I feel no guilt whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> At all. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's oh, not our fault. This is human nature. It's human. We are but human. To cut us to we're not bleed. Uh, sorry, yeah. I have to say, and I do. I do listen to your podcast religiously. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. No. I've got the stats to no, say. No, yeah, we know. We know you're one of the six. Okay. Um, and but this, is, but, but this is like my first time being here, and I actually feel fully informed about the three Jolly Butchers. I can't actually imagine anything else I could possibly want to know about. It's like we're in the vibe right we haven't just, Exactly. Like that we haven't just informed people about ourselves. A-level psychology so. case study. Don't placate them, Gwil. For fuck's sake. They didn't get enough of a free ride on this podcast as it is. Adrian is the savvy little street kid. You're the chief inspector who's come in and be like, oh, we're going to interview everybody. Be like, just talk to that one kid. <laughs> Talk to that one kid who saw the woman getting stabbed and he was five metres away, but he didn't call the police because he's got outstanding. Yeah, no. No, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian is the slack-ass little fuck that turns up for an essay, writes the introduction, thinks that it's the entire thing and leaves and gets the name. Whoa. I write Whoa. an actual essay, it's been... Sorry. Oh, well, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, it's... Kitty Genovese. Genovese. Oh, very good. <laughs> See, I disagree. I think Adrian is the kid who passes and you fail despite the fact you've done way more work. No, that's just not true, is it? <laughs> I know why you're singling him out. You're also in his boat with him. It's the two of you. Yeah. You're in his boat with him. Yeah. That's the phrase. <laughs> we're, 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 on, we're on the boat with us. You, you, know, you know what? I mean, I'm, I, know, I know this is a hard situation, but we're all in the boat with ourselves. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're all in Adrian's boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a metaphorical boat, not the legal boat. We've um, reached boat. critical mass of indiligence. We've yes. reached a critical mass of indiligence. Of indiligence, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. clearly, I've been thrown <laughs> on. Basically, I've been a mutiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's fair that you're lumping me in with Adrian. 
You're Why? a Why? How do you know? Bring it out. Yeah, ask me some questions. When was it established? 1853. Oh, I don't good. believe that. Good. He just pulled it out of his ass. Pulled it out of his ass. How many My people died? And he probably been murdered in, in this pub. In this uh, at zero. But three people were murdered outside in 1913 due to a skiffle over. <laughs> a skiffle? A skiffle. Oh! Was this a mods or a rocker's pub? Rockers. You can still see the long hairs stuck to the wall. Um, distinct lack of Paul Smith, distinct lack of those target symbols that Mods like. No parking for pets outside. Symbol, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they just love dartboards. They love dartboards. No, it was, um, you know, uh, Teddy Boys, Rockers. Teddy Boys are more associated with Rockers than they are Mods, aren't they? Yes. Teddy boys were like your Elvis yeah, fucking yeah, phone vacuum. Yeah, that's closer to rocker than it is mod. Yeah. Mod is your fucking winkle picker yeah. suit jackets. Listen to the jam. Yeah, Teddy boys are almost in the teens. But they probably would have been more rough. Teddy boys is, is like borderline Greek. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're sort of like muddy rockers. Nah. They're more rocky modern. Mod, I think, is pure cleanliness. Okay. Whereas Teddy Boys and Rockers both have their grimy quite, edge. Quite terrible. Caricatures. They used to have knives running around Hollywood. Oh, they were fucking. Blood has been spilled. What the alternatives now? Emos and New Rave. That was too close. It was like people like Panic at the Disco and the Claxons just fucking throwing glow sticks at each other. That's stuck in the nonsense. What even would it be that? Uh, people who like Machine Gun Kelly and Billy Eilish. And what would they what would they attack each other with? Takeshi sixty nine. Uh, they'd attack each other with Twitter follows. Twitter follows right. and right. blocks cancellation. cancellation. Um, yeah. Yeah, more of your artists have been cancelled than ours, basically. Because yeah. they're totting up. And no, then would they? No, then they no, wouldn't be on Brighton sound, Beach. This makes us sound very old. I think that the young people are perfectly capable of stabbing each other. Yeah. <laughs> and just as much as they yeah, don't deny, don't deny them their yeah. violence, their yeah. anger. They're capable of stabbing each other. Just we were. Yeah. I mean, I'm we weren't ones in rockets. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not that old. But we are capable. But they'll do it with like, you know. Like bamboo chopsticks. Probably. Yeah. It'll be environmentally friendly. Or like um, yes. a knife they've seen advertised on TikTok. I'll never yeah. never. You will never believe this knife. It is so effective at stabbing people. Oh my god. You have to try this knife. What TikTok might tell you? I sliced the face of a rocker on Brighton Beach. Amy. Oh my god. Commentary Garden, half of them turn up at Brompton. Commentary Garden. Covent Garden. Right, right. They meet at Covent Garden, half of them turn up on Bromptons, the other on electric scooters. Mm -hmm. And they just like throw. Well, there's, um, what's the word for the, the 
the the the the, the, the wheels. The hoverboards. Oh, yeah, yeah, the hoverboards. Are they called hoverboards? They're called hoverboards. They're not hoverboards. They're, no, hoverboards don't. No, but they're called hoverboards. They're called hoverboards. Yeah. That's such a lie. Because what if we now invent hoverboards? What are we going to call them? Yeah, they should be called wheels. They should be called yeah. Do you want me to tell you the tale of the three Jolly Butchers? Yes, please. What were their names? Ingrid was one of them. So, once Ian. upon a time... Can I interrupt? <laughs> I only said that. When have you ever had to ask permission for that? No, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, but please do at any point, because um, I haven't really thought out this story before starting telling it. Once upon a time, there was a prince... And um, his father, who was the king, the king, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sausage. King Sausage of Bavaria, told his son, "All of this land one day is mine. <laughs> it's mine. But when I die, then it will no longer be mine, and it will be yours." Das ist, ja, yeah, yeah, he prefaced it all with all of that kind of stuff. He's the Frankfurt king, he just said. And he said to his son, um, Don't you fucking touch that in order, <laughs> in order <laughs> for you, <laughs> In order for you to receive your inheritance, you must find me the grumpiest man in the kingdom. Right. And so the prince um, went into his chambers and thought, who are the most depressed people of all the workers in this land? Well, of course, the answer is... The mice. King's servants. Bedpan. The, the jesters. Butchers. Oh, oh, because it's the jolly butchers. No, they're not they jolly. They're not jolly, they're jolly. No. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're the people who have to gut and split open carcasses and uh, bleed. Cows, pigs. Have you ever tried to pluck a bird? Pluck like a bird or two at one time? Yeah, but gutted a fish? Oh, I've gutted That's some fish. That's a fish, fish Dungadan. I'm sure a butcher can gut a fish. No. <laughs> have you ever cut, cut a uh, pig's cock? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about the king? He told his son, go out there and find... What did I say? Penis. The cruelest man in the kingdom? The cruelest. The happiest. The, 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 the grumpiest. Which we've caravaned our butchers. And so the prince went to the first butcher. Mm. Who'd made his house out of... Two coals. <laughs> 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 and the prince said, "You butcher, you must, uh, you must, uh, you must give me all of your uh, sirloin, or uh, I will put your meat up there." And he said, "The stakes are too high." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughed. Everyone laughed. The, the butcher. butcher was splitting his sides. 
Because he was a jolly butcher and nothing can break his spirit. Not the prince's Machiavellian schemes. Nothing can break his spirit. So he went to the next butcher. And while he was walking, he tried to think of a pun involving meat that he could use. And it was a long walk. So the, the prince, this Machiavellian prince, thought, um, I, I, I know what, I'll, I'll fucking ruin this guy's existence. And so he brought his own meat and he said, butcher, butcher me this carcass. And the butcher started butchering it and he slit off some flank. Slit off. He slit off. Slit off. It's a phrase on He slit off a flank and he slit off a haunch and he slit off a fetlock and he slit off. Fetlock. This was horse meat, was it? And then the prince said, ah, it's human meat. You've just been butchering human meat. And the butcher said, ah, oh, that's why I can't make head or tail of it. Oh, <laughs> and the butcher shop laughed. Oh, Everyone was keeled over it. And the butcher was, even the prince was laughing. And the prince was like, oh, this butcher's too jolly. I'm going to have to go to the third butcher. And so he walked. And he walked. <laughs> I think he, he, he gave his meats to the butcher. And the butcher said, this, 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 this is very good quality meat. This is the third butcher. This is, yeah, the third butcher. This meat is perfect. And when but, he arrived at the third butcher, the, this the, happened. Yeah, the, the meat was perfect. But the problem was that the butcher said, like, I, I can butcher this for you, but it, it won't quite live up to its, its full potential. Like, you, it needs to be tenderized first. You need to... Got to... Beat yep. this meat, <laughs> and you've got to beat your own meat. I can't beat it for you. So, the, is it a prince we're talking about? Is it a prince? It's a prince. So, so, so the prince beat his meat until it was bloody and raw. <laughs> and the, and the, the butcher did laugh obviously. Did laugh and huh? <laughs> no, the prince came. The prince came, the butcher came. Oh, so he's I mean, just beating his meat. He's just beating his meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody so and raw. This guy is back three jolly butcher. And usually the third one is the inversion, isn't it? Yes. This guy. No, no, but this in this case, there are three jolly It's just three jolly butchers. But then there's a fourth jolly And so the. Prince went to the final butcher of the town, who was the fourth butcher. butcher. Exactly. No, no, I think once he had beaten his meat bloody and raw, then the third butcher was, was, was overcome with joy. No, he was overcome. I'm overcome. And from that day, he never, he never tried to seek out a grumpy butcher again because he realised... They don't exist. And he never got his inheritance. And he had to become a butcher. Oh, it was to get because his inheritance. Because he found out it was such a jolly thing to do. Yes. Yeah. He'd been yeah. And he founded a pub <laughs> called <Yes>. The Dorset. <laughs> Wait, so all, all this time, he was going to these butchers. The answer then, was in front of his face. But then he realised that he hadn't been sleeping. And actually, it was him. 
He was, he, he was, was one of the, the jolly. Yeah, he was all three jolly. He was Tyler Durden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his cock was mangled to shit. And yeah. That's how old nursery rhymes are, isn't it? And his cock was mangled to shit. There is, there's, there's a lot of gold. I don't know what's going to make it through, but. And it's going to be a hard edit, but there, there's some gold. There's a, there's a rich seam of absolute eternity. I want to go through. I mean, we know no one's listening now. We, we know the listenership. Is I want to go through every every book of fairy tales. Every sentence that said, "And they both lived happily ever after." Just replace it. The curse was lifted. The curse was lifted from the beast. <laughs> In a fine filigree, <laughs> like ribbons. <laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> I doubted myself. We always just fell asleep before our parents got to that. <laughs> And they looked happily ever after. Yeah. Close the book. Like, yeah, yeah. Why do you have to end like this? Like, no, no, no. But there's another page, mummy. What we no, didn't see was like we drifted off to sleep, and before the parents turned the lights, we're like, God, this Oh well. Oh, anyway, we learned a lot. So, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Pubs away. At last, the evil sorcerer had been vanquished. And as the sun set over the kingdom of Albazor, the humble knight stood on the palace balcony and gazed lovingly at his new bride, smiling as peace finally reigned over the land and his cock was mangled to shit Papa G. We're in the Dorset bar and kitchen slash Brighton. Right. So it's yeah. not even called a pub. No, nowadays its full name is the Dorset bar and kitchen. It doesn't feel like Well, we we have come here, uh, eight, it's past 10 o'clock now. And I guess we're sitting in here, and there's always been kind of a, um, a divide here between the, the restaurant a bit and the bar, but we're sitting, I guess, in the restaurant a bit. Uh, it's 10 o'clock, they're not serving food. Um, and actually, the vibe, the decor, the furniture for a pub in Brighton. Again, this feels restaurant in the side, it's kitchen. Yeah. But it's nice, it's chilled. Yeah, it's right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. 
like it. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, I like the leather chairs. I like the colours on the walls. are quite nice. I like the big open glass front that can be opened up in the summer. It, it does feel more like a restaurant where we've come in and sat down and haven't ordered any of food. Any of food? And the staff are like waiting for us to fuck off because we haven't ordered any food. This is interesting. This is, this is, uh, Adrian, you brought up this before we started talking about this. It's somewhere that's never been, what did you say? Some experience never been. What did you say? <laughs> what did I say? It's never been good. It's never it's been never good. It was about the atmosphere. It's never. Been... Yeah, I, I said it was lacking in atmosphere. So when I was a student at Brighton, this was always a place when your parents came to visit. Mm. It was a place you might go for dinner because mm. you yeah, thought, it's a safe space. You thought that it was kind of fancy food in your student mind. Mm. Plus, it's yeah, bang yeah. in the heart of the lane, so you yeah, can yeah. always do a little now, bit of shopping. This is an interesting point, and this is a lot of the research I've read. It's bang in the middle of the lanes, but there's a lot of places around here that are quite raucous, maybe pubs. There's a pub of Jones over here, which is kind of closed by the police, but it's been drug dealing. No, but, that, but that is it. That, that's what I was saying before is that people would say, like, Oh, let's go to the Dorset. Like it's a fancy place to go for breakfast or for dinner or for something. Uh, but it, but it's not a fancy place. It's just. It, it's never been a place for really cruising in the time I've been in Brighton. Some of the research I, I've read suggests it has been for, but since I've been in Brighton, it's always been this kind of slightly enough uh, place. You would maybe come for a daytime pint, maybe come for yeah. a, a sandwich. Um, I've never even considered the idea of coming here for a piss-up. For a piss-up. That's insane. But maybe a kind of... Um, It'd be like going to a builder's cat for a piss-up. Maybe up. kind of an unsure, like, Tinder date would be good. Or something. It's got that kind of yeah. anonymous thing. Because well, if you didn't want to get their hopes up. Like, if but you... It's <laughs> like you had a problem with, like, uh, premature ejaculation or something. Or a really small cock in where it's like... Hey, I'm going to take you out to the Dorset. <laughs> like, but we know <laughs> that it's fairly central in Brighton, but you're not going to bump into anyone you know. And you know that, and your, your, your Tinder date if they're from Brighton, they That's also true. know that. That is true. That it's is very of, true. It's an anonymous kind of like... Right. So... Because I don't hang out with many small cock pre-ejaculators, so I'm quite sick. Well, you think? <laughs> oh, really? Well, let me tell you something. Let's take this podcast. You're not dating many of them either, so there's well, very little chance of you dating them. It's quite like minuscule. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One. Sh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it's basically a, a vagina. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's someone in the uh, toilet says graffiti on the toilet roll holder. Um, don't moan, revolt. It's like uh, those are two ends of the spectrum, aren't they? There's surely a whole load of shit you can do before having to revolt that is not just moaning. It's not like the It's all just moaning until you revolt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Petition, moan. Petitions, moaning. Yeah. Political movement, moan. Voting, yeah. moaning. Riots. Voting is just moaning in another guise. Yeah, you just, you've just got to purely riot. And then yeah. you, yeah, the you're wearing your you The know. line between Victor Meldrew from One Foot in the Grave to Che Guevara is 
thin. Very, very thin. He was a bit of a moaner as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking... It leprosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Every time he saw someone's arm fall off, he'd be like, <laughs> I don't believe it! Biggest moaner of them all? Biggest movements of them all? Biggest moaner of them all. Who's the biggest, biggest moaner? moaner of them all? Uh, Mao? No, he didn't revolt, did he? No. Um, no. Lisa? Lisa. 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 Oh. Bingo. <laughs> Captain, Captain Pun strikes again. <laughs> it's good, though. Let me tell you some historical facts. Right. The number one historical fact is that none of the history is interesting. For example, this was built as a pub in 1845. I know that. I know that. And then there is, say, 140 years of nothing. And no matter what Dan might try and interject with, and do not cut this from the podcast, there is nothing interesting to report. If Dan tries to say there's interesting to say about oh, the public oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hang on a second. You say there's nothing interesting, but I do believe that if we were to go back 200 no, years, do you no, know no, what no. you find around here? No. Fields. And butchers. <laughs> and butchers. And butchers. And butchers. How many people have died? How many people have died? This is it. This is it. Very few. Very, and very few. Very few. But not none. People died up there. People died in my flat. Like, the name The Dorset is such a generic problem. Even searching it, there's one in Lewis, there's one in Lewis, there's one there. It's, it's, it's probably some old name. People only keep term. dying in your flat because you invite back octogenarians. But, yeah. in the last And give them coke. In the last, <laughs> in the last century, they changed their name from the Dorset Arms to the Dorset to the Dorset Bar and Kitchen. Interesting. No. 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 But it all happens in the 80s. 1983. The 80s. The 1880s. The 1980s. When this was the only pub in Brighton to serve special brew on tap. What? There are some tales of debauchery I've I've heard about in the 1980s. Someone from the from the northeast of England, can you believe it? Hitchhike down here, works in the hotel, they come here every Friday and Saturday night for a fun vibe. And they were upset when they returned to see it essentially a coffee shop serving sandwiches. Let's you get that time stamped. Last order's 10.30. This is last order. That's, that's the kind of ambient noise that really adds to this podcast. We should save that yeah. and put that into more of them. It's in the, it's in the Paris house. Can you, can, you, can you say that again? Into the last order's in the Paris house as well, which is nice. Can you do that through this pop filter? Last orders. It was really good. Last orders. That was like weird. That was like a town crier yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Have you talked to me? I don't, I, obviously, as I said before, I listen to your podcast religiously. Does. Have you talked about the pub spy in the argument? These guys have come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, we've quoted. We're not, not, not quoted. They've not read every. They've not. Yeah, yeah. Both the he's pubs spy like, have we? He's written about the the Le pub. Okay, okay. You know yeah, I, don't, I don't want the whole backstory, but I just want to say, like, who the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> they're not from Brighton. They're not from Brighton. Okay. They're not from Brighton. Uh, they, they came down in 2017. 
I know that because we start in this article by thanking everyone for such a warm welcome to the great city of Brighton. And I think all of his Six reviews, years. all of his reviews are read with this kind of like trying to like this generic pub idea he has in his head. To be fair, the clues like in the camera ball. Because I, it's not the I, pub local; I've, it's the pub spy. And spies are, by definition, not <clears throat> locals. I read some of his reviews, though, where it, you know he's talking about a place which is a live music venue, like the the Hope and Ruin, for example, and he's talking about oh, they don't have like uh, a comfortable seat for me to. So that's not what it's designed for, mate. Um, it's this kind of generic eye of looking at pub, which I don't think it is. So well, are we taking a fuck the pub spy stance on this? Is that what we're doing? I'm, 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 well, well, I think I'm okay well, with the pub guy. What if he's one of the kings of the pub, pub industry? I think, really in I think you need to deeper dive into him, but my personal <laughs> I think attitude we're is here fuck you. My personal attitude is Hold a looking glass up to the establishment. Right. We are here to speak truth to power. We are, yes, absolutely. And is the pub spy power? But an, inter- an interesting quote from his review of him is, is, they have bent over so far backwards to please the tourists, they're in serious danger of disappearing up their own side passage, complete with its tasteful graffiti. Now, Sorry, this place? This place. Graffiti? This place. I mean, apart from the graffiti, no, it's the side passage. I mean, I've got graffiti up my side passage. It's fucking white doesn't. No. I have to here, I think, um, in defence of the Dorset, because we've already established we don't really like it. We do, we don't I haven't said it. that. Like, I, I, like me, it. I mean, we've <laughs> remarkably tolerant of this place. It's a shithole. Why is it a shithole? It's nice. It's crap. It's lovely. I don't like it. You've just got some weird yeah. associations. <laughs> you've had a, you've had a bad, a bad situation. No, never. I've never been in there because it's... I don't think... I don't not think that they have like... disappeared up their own arse and paid tourists. I think they've adapted well. And this is one of the main tourist fairs on a weekend in Brighton. You have to adapt to that market. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this is a pastiche of a Brighton pub or anything else. I think they have set It is quite unique. Thing. Yeah, it is it's quite unique. Yeah, yeah. I so, also yeah. quite like that during a... Um, I'm not sure if it's like a Britain first. One of the fascist rallies that took place through this area a few years ago, this place uh, sort of boarded up and like sheltered a load of anti-fascists that were combating the main group. And there's a clip of them all like hiding in here while getting berated and screamed at by a bunch of sort of red-faced gammon fascists outside the front of this pub. I'm not saying this pub takes an inherently anti-fascist stance, but it sheltered a bunch of anti-fascists, which is quite nice to see. Well, I'm more on board with this pub now, but still something about it that just feels like... It's a restaurant. What is it? It's a, it's, yeah, it's a restaurant. It's, a, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's more a restaurant than a pub. That's the but problem. I admire them for their tenacity, I guess. Um, and they've done well. They're, they're, they're successful. They're doing something right. And that ends my overview of my research into, and I will just add that I will not tolerate any additions, addendums, or footnotes from anybody else. Just let me tell you about the the North Lanes in general. Last time I was here. No, it's a good point. Yeah, I'll I'll keep talking over you. Um, 
Lost. Wait we go. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Let me talk about the North. I've got a few things. Something really pertains to the last place. To that, Will, that was really, really but it will be stuff. interesting. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That was good. Yeah, hey. really good fun. See you next time, Gwil. Bye, bye, Papa G. Yeah. Say all the fair. Argumentative Papa G. <laughs> we'll leave him on this island for now, but we might come back and get him. Yeah, I think we make him walk the plank, but onto solid ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really long, bendy plank, so he just steps off exactly. gingerly onto yeah. the From island. great height. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did rile me up but that's what he does. Uh, I, I feel like, I'm not sure if this will come across in the podcast. This could be cut as well if it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, there was certainly a mother's been outnumbered by the children all of a sudden kind of vibe <laughs> uh, going on. Are you saying we ganged up on you? I am saying that a little bit. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, isn't isn't Gwilym the mum? No. I would say I. I'd he's say the I more, the he's the more maternal. Figure, really? Yeah, he's he's very huggable. Pairing, uh, nursing. Uh, yeah, I think it was more like the captain was in the cabin with the wheel, and the three of us were just like pulling the wheel from side to side, and you were you were there being like. Get off my wheel. Yes. And we were telling you to fuck Yeah, exactly. Off. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was a mutiny. Spin the wheel, lad. We're changing course. For I have made an error. And it is in need of correction. I have one thing I wanted to talk about very briefly, which was we were talking, I think, again in the French horn about the modern Skaggs pub. So the Skaggs pub being Gold. Stella. What? Hooch. <laughs> Aperitif. Aperol Campari. Um, uh, gin. Goon sacks. And soda. You, you said hooch, so that would have been a Shags pub for Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Gags. But a modern one, I I think is so Stella. Uh, you know that's part of the Skags. I think that's still fairly ubiquitous. Prava is like a, a low percent one that seems to be mm. everywhere nowadays. Amstel's still everywhere. Then you've got your Madri or Moretti, which again seems to be all over. Sometimes both. Uh, Inches cider. Is creeping up instead of stronger, slightly, slightly classier. Um, neck oil is now pretty much everywhere, and then Guinness is a, is a your kind of standard, your staple. I I'm not sure about Amstel, but maybe it's just I would it wouldn't even register on my radar if they had Amstel, so right. maybe I just ignore it. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's it tends to be there. I think sometimes if they've got Prava. They forgo the Amstel because it's like a four percent. They're both four percenters. I'm not even. Sure. I think Amstel's such a, a a a nothing beer. I don't think I've had it in like fifteen years. I can't ever remember the last time I was like, oh yeah, grab 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 me an Amstel. Amstel. It used to be more common. It's the old, literally the only beer on draft did that. So it was that or that or. I had to have it. I had no choice. 
I was left with no choice but to drink an Amstead. Yes, I would agree. I would agree, yeah. Now, that, that spells spamming. So a spamming pub it can be the modern, potentially the modern Skags pub. I'm trying to coin a phrase here. Me and me and my dad are trying to me <laughs> me and your dad are trying to start something. <laughs> Sorry, that's the James Acaster quote. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can coin stuff by quoting it. No, 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 no. But if you guys start using spamming and we use it enough times on the podcast, it's going to take off like hot. Yeah, if we visit enough pubs with that precise selection of drinks on top, we're in another spam. <laughs> yeah, spam exactly. Spam. Mm. Or a partial spamming pub. We can I think use. just every pub we go to will make an acronym out of their selection. That is a great idea. You need to keep the Amstel in there because otherwise you're screwed for vowels. It's like a very rough uh, Scrabble draw. Erdinger might help us. Erdinger. But that's no, never anywhere. We need Erdinger <laughs> to take off, basically. <laughs> you don't really get Erdinger on tap, no. Okay, I've got an email. Is it from Michael or your mum? It's from a new emailer. Um, So so the email goes... So it's from... I hope I pronounced the name right. Someone called Farouk? Farouk? Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, it says, Hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Great recent episode. Um, A couple of things... So he's referring to the grand episode, which was, what, episode five or something. Um, First, I was surprised that the discussion about the hotel lift didn't go into paternoster lifts. Um, Sheffield University still has a working one. He sent links to them. It actually did go into that. It did. It did. We just cut that. so much quality, crisp-based anecdotary was had that we had to cut the paternoster chats for uh, for another time potentially but that was in there um he also goes on to say also maybe you could take the podcast even more highbrow than it already is and discuss how democracy may have originated with pirates as put forward by the great david graeber and he shares a link to a nova media podcast um called Liberty, Democracy, Piracy, and I listened to it, and it is genuinely fascinating. It's this idea that, like, um, I'll, I'll just summarize it. So the idea is, like, uh, the navies around the world in the past treated their the sailors as, like, absolute dogs, basically, and it was a complete hierarchy. They basically had no say, no rights, you know. There was, what's it called? Press ganging, and, like, you know, they... Uh huh. Food was really poor. Piratry was kind of uh, piratry. Happened. Piratry. Piratry. Piracy. Piracy. Yep. Piracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Piracy. Uh, kind of uh, emerged from these uh, sailors that wanted to be able to do things like choose their captains, and like captains are kind of uh, nominally kind of elected on pirate ship. So it was a punk rebellion. Essentially, it was a rebellion against the establishment, uh, but for kind of egalitarian reasons. And like we've been crying about it here on the Good Ship Pub for years, but finally, 
finally someone's stood up and written a book about it and, and you know, <laughs> dispelling this myth that pirates are nothing more than booty, bounty, obsessed, you know, lunatics. But when actually we just want an egalitarian society, man. And, um, yeah. Didn't the ancient Greeks invent democracy? No, nope, pirates. Pirates. <laughs> Oh well, there you go, Farouk. Sorry about that. A short shrift it was given here on the <laughs> on the part. But uh, well, thank you for your correspondence and uh, stick to playlists. Do, do write stick it to again. playlists, I would say. <laughs> uh, thank you for writing in. Yes, and uh, if anyone else does want to get in touch with us, it is Adrian. Pottypottypubpubpub.com. Yes, exactly. The pod at brightonpubodyssey.com all the usual spellings and um, yeah we'd love to hear from you uh, so there we go let's wrap this mother up the bow on it pints ahoy pints ahoy <laughs>